It's part three of our mid-season awards show on the Double Turn Wrestling Podcast, Boss Ross and the J-Man. We've gone over our female superstar of the year, male superstar of the year, pay-per-view of the year, WWE and NXT combined, and we just finished our NXT matches in part two, so you'll want to catch part two before this one, and of course, part one, where we had news and we started this extravaganza. In this third part, we've got our best, our top five WWE matches so far in 2019, and... Our top five most extreme superstars currently on the WWE roster. So, we left off with that. I believe it is the J-Man's turn to go first on WWE matches of the year. Let us commence. Well, my number five is a match that happened all the way back in January that if you listen to our, I think, our third podcast of the year this year, um, Ross allowed me like about seven minutes worth of just going crazy on this particular match. And you were stating, Jay, I can't remember anything about this match. And that's okay, Roswell, because it was Andrade versus Rey Mysterio on SmackDown, murdering the game, killing the game, setting, a f- setting it on flames, creating explosions. Letting it on flames, not fire. Yeah. Okay. Just Canadian destroyers galore. Uh, I mean, these two luchadors doing what they do best, making Eddie Guerrero proud. Like, I, I know that this word is overplayed on this podcast, and I'd like to apologize about what I'm going to say, but I don't give a damn what you think. This match was Fire! I'm going to surprise you with my number five. Please surprise me. Now, I will admit to you that I perused through the matches. I looked at other people's lists because I like to see where people list stuff like this because other people have done lists like this. Yeah, absolutely. I like to gather opinions and gather information and get the strongest opinion I have. My number five on best matches of 2019, your boy Triple H versus Batista at WrestleMania 35. Yes. Love it. Now. Love it. This is the feud everybody wanted. Oh, yeah. This is the feud everybody was worried about after after your boy Triple H and Undertaker did the do-si-do in Saudi Arabia and Triple H got hurt. Look at the match. They couldn't do the Irish whip because Triple H was hurt. That's, yeah. Hilarious spot, by the way. Just did it, did it, did it, did it. You could put a laugh track behind it. It would be great. Uh, I love Lucy. Go ahead and get inserted right This, in of course, started with Batista coming back and being like, this man has done everything except beat me. Ugh. Orton lost it. Triple H lost it. The crowd lost it. Batista's walking around pretending his microphone is a, a something. Tremendous. Yeah. So. We got this match. We knew it was going to be slow and methodical, and it's two older guys. And guess what? We got a spot in which Triple H ripped out his nose ring. Yep. We got a spot in which uh, they went through tables. Yep. We got a spot where Triple H powerbombed Batista from the second rope onto the steel steps. Yes. That was dope. So other than, and by the way, I knew it was going to happen. Other than it went too long. Mm Mm-hmm. 
This had everything. This match was really good. I cannot believe people hate on this match. I actually went on record and I said, up until that point, that was one of my two favorite matches of the night at that so far. Uh, it may still be for me. In fact, it has to be because it's on my top five. Yeah. So it's the only one from WrestleMania 35 <laughs> that you've got on the list. So <laughs> yeah. yes, yes, it is. So by default, I I, I would have thought that, that was the best match on there that uh, on the card. There, I know, I know, I've got my haters because. It's okay. There's a certain match that everybody loves that's not on my list, and that's okay because the wrong person won, and that's okay because it's my list. So number five on my list, Triple H and Batista from WrestleMania 35. Uh, good shout, good shout. My number four is actually that triple threat from Fastlane for the WWE Championship. Can I can I jump in here really quick you because I want can. to I want to call myself out for this. Okay. Okay. As a pay per view. Yeah. Fastlane was mostly forgettable. Okay. However, I will be fair because you're putting it on the list and I've seen it and I just didn't have time to rewatch it. I will rewatch the match and I will be fair and probably tell you this is a great match. But because it's been so long and it was probably in the middle of a card that I wasn't that invested in, and it was probably a great match and it was probably lost in the card. I have complete faith that this was a great match. I just don't remember it. That's fine. And that's totally okay. It was so long ago. We have so much talent. But, I mean, when you take a guy like Daniel Bryan, when you take a guy like Kevin Owens, when you take a guy like Ali, who Ali went ahead and proved me wrong that night, um, which I'll totally take, by the way. Ali is the man. Um, but, and this is Daniel Bryan at his absolute finest. This is the reason why Ross went ahead and picked him as his top fi- top male superstar of 2019 so far because of performances like this. The man, I mean, the man is incredible. Um, I honestly, Ross, this is going to sound crazy. I think he's wrestling better now than before he got injured. I, I genuinely think that. I think that he's changed his style to be more safe, and he is just killing it even more than before he got the massive concussions back in 2016. But that being said, Kevin Owens, amazing. Ali, amazing. Daniel Bryan murdering the game, defending the title like nobody else's business, amazing. The triple threat at Fastlane was my number four best match of the year so far. My number four was the four-way number one contenders match on Monday Night Raw between John Cena, Finn Balor, Baron Corbin, and Drew McIntyre. Wow, look at you going into Monday Night Raw like that. I did. Love it. So this was primetime Soccer dad, John Cena. (laughs) This was Finn Balor getting put over and having his hand raised at the end of the match by John Cena. He pinned John Cena. He did. This was still in the middle of Baron Corbin kind of becoming who he has become. And Drew McIntyre being an absolute ass kicker. And Drew McIntyre being the man. Like, please put a belt on this man immediately. Like, can we just have champions that I love having belts, please? It's not that hard. There's like four of them. <laughs> they all have belts at the same time. <laughs> this is not that hard. Okay, look, uh, I'm I'm usually not a big fan of multi-man matches. Yeah. You know, tag matches, if done right, love them. Right. Triple threats, when done right, love them. Right. Chambers, six-man tags, like rumbles, love them when they're done right. Right. Sometimes fatal four-ways drag. Yes, they can. This, however, did not because, again, when you have – Four guys that can all lead, all follow, all play their role, 
all have a concise match on a Monday Night Raw. Because remember, this is not a pay-per-view. No, So you have to breaks, go through everything. segments. Yep. You have to fit within the realm of television and still put together a basically pay-per-view quality type of match. Which that was this. certainly did. That was this. Yep. That's why it's number four on my list. And by the way, even though I knew this was, ooh, we got to have somebody face Brock Lesnar, the Royal Rumble. It's got to be somebody credible. And then we put in Finn Balor. Yeah. I'm just saying. It was fine. It was a great match, though. <laughs> it was more than fine. I'm just saying that it was just corny at the end. And then we didn't have Demon Finn. So I was like, all right, there's no way he's beating Brock. And then that match just bothered me. Regardless, the four-way was awesome. Please rewatch it. It's a very good match. It's a very good match. You know what else is a good match, Ross? My number three on this list, which might be, again, highway robbery, but it's my list. Seth Rollins versus AJ Styles at Money in the Bank is my number three match of the year so far. Yeah, I know. It's three. I know. I know. I know. It's crazy. It's crazy. Uh, my boys, Sethy Pooh and Allen. <laughs> I mean, but this, listen. At the very beginning of this year, I said there was one thing that definitely needed to happen. Uh, two things, I'm sorry. AJ Styles versus Randy Orton need to happen at WrestleMania, which it did. And then AJ Styles versus Seth Rollins, which it finally did. These two men left it all in the ring in Hartford that night. They gave us 19 minutes worth of greatness. And guess what? They could have given us more, but WWE decided to hold off. They're just fine. So basically... They gave us 85% of what they could have actually given us, and it was an instant classic. Seth Rollins and AJ Styles put on a show. Um, Seth Rollins at one point basically dropped him um, with a reverse suplex and then into the uh, Falcon's Arrow. Um, AJ Styles sold like crazy for him, hit him with all kinds of offensive maneuvers, it was exactly what you would have expected out of the two best wrestlers on the planet competing for a major title in WWE. Um, WWE let them loose for the most part, and it was just awesome. AJ versus Seth. I mean, I would have wanted more, and I think we'll get that later on this year, but for a first go-around, uh, wonderful. Truly, truly wonderful. My number three. I had to give it love because there's so much hate around it, but I don't care. Brian and AJ at the Rumble is my number three match of 2019 so far. I don't care where it was on the card. This match ruled. I don't care. Ew, Becky Lynch won. Let's not care about the next match. Yeah, and then everybody cared when Finn Balor got his ass kicked by Brock Lesnar in a non-competitive eight-minute match. It sucked. It was very competitive, but okay. It sucked. All right. I had no illusions that Finn Balor was winning. Plus, he hit his finisher, and Brock Lesnar immediately put him in his finisher, and Finn Balor tapped. Chump foe life. <laughs> now, contrast that with AJ Styles and Daniel Bryan in the middle of the best pay-per-view of the year putting on a clinic. It's my number three. I am not wrong. I never said you were. Again, just placement. My number two is the Elimination Chamber match for the WWE Championship at Elimination Chamber of this year. Samoa Joe 
Jeff Hardy, Randy Orton, AJ Styles, Kofi Kingston, Daniel Bryan, WWE title, Houston, Texas, main event, first time WWE championship is main evented in 12 months. Get in their good match, 35 minutes, Kofi and Debray at the end. It was gorgeous. Kofi got shot up to the main event. Samoa Joe lost the very first six minutes, and it made me look like an ass. <sighs> Still a great match, though. The Elimination Chamber match was fire. Fire, fire, fire. Pants on fire. You're a liar if you don't like this match. Call me sire. That was a horrible rhyme, but I knew I knew what you were going for. That's okay. Thank you. Now, I'm going to get a lot of heat for this because uh, when I saw it live, I knew it was the best match of the year, so I'm saving it. My number two match of the year is Seth Rollins and AJ Styles at Money in the Bank. Uh, for everything I just said about AJ and Daniel Bryan at the Royal Rumble, this was better. And I would have said Money in the Bank was a great pay-per-view until the finish. Ruin the pay-per-view. This match, though, don't skip. Please don't skip. Please don't skip it. Because it has uh, it has these two men in it. I love Daniel. Br- I'm sorry. I love Seth Rollins, and I love AJ Styles. I do love Daniel Bryan. I know you do. I had, As do I. I had, I had Daniel Bryan on the mind. I know. Rollins and AJ, uh, everything you could ask for. Dream match. Uh, I know there were some people that thought it was lacking something. Uh, I, I, I think they're wrong. I, I agree. So I, think it, I, I just think they purposely held off because they're waiting. It's possible, yeah. but even them holding off still, still classic match of it's, the year. It's freaking classic. AJ Styles versus Seth Rollins at Money in the Bank was absolutely classic, and do not skip that match for the love of the good Lord, who is in the heavens, who rules over all things. My number one match of the year, Ross, on the main roster, I know, I know, the last 45 seconds of this match is the stupidest booking decision of 2019. No. No, you didn't. Oh, I've been telling you since the night it happened. No. I've been telling you since the night it happened. Oh. Ross, I'm not going to For those of you that are going to take my side on this, disregard the next two minutes. I I understand what you're going to say. It was a horrible decision booking. Okay, I get that. I'm with you 100%. But I'm not going to let that take away from the fact that for the first 18 minutes and 15 seconds, Drew McIntyre, Finn Balor, Andrade, Ricochet, Ali, Drew McIntyre, and Baron Corbin stole the show from anybody else who participated in Hartford, Connecticut that night, and they also stole the show from anybody who participated in a main res- main roster wrestling match throughout the year 2019 in World Wrestling Entertainment. I can't stress this enough. Finn Balor died four times. Ricochet committed suicide. Ali broke his neck. So did Baron Corbin. Drew McIntyre kicked seven people's faces off. And Randy Orton RKO'd people because he loves to do that. Am I missing anything else? Oh, Andrade was part of the murder of Finn Balor. I mean, you had Baron Corbin like a beast acting like him. That didn't make any sense. You know what I'm saying. You had Drew McIntyre being a beast. You had Ali and Ricochet putting on a show. Andrade, who is my boy, murdering the game. Finn Balor at his absolute finest. 
Randy Orton displaying the exact reason why he's a Hall of Famer for the first 18 minutes and 15 seconds of this match. Mind you, this match lasted 19 minutes. I'm not going to let Brock Lesnar winning Money in the Bank take away from the fact that these guys put everything on the line and gave us magic. It's not fair to them. It's not fair to them for me to do that. So I'm going to stick to my guns, and I'm going to stick to the fact that I believe that the Money in the Bank ladder match of 2019 was the best match of the year so far. I'm surprised that you had this above Kofi and Daniel Bryan. I had Kofi and Daniel Bryan written on there, but I didn't want to take away from my love for Andrade and Rey Mysterio, so I added that back in. So I wholeheartedly disagree because to me – it's like you just had a fine steak dinner. I know. And then I came over. And you had dumped for dinner. And I dumped for, on your plate. Yeah. And that was your dessert. I get that. That I, was the Money in the Bank match for me. I get. I, I wholeheartedly respect you for saying that. And I agree. Hmm? But again, those first 18 minutes and 15 seconds, I can't overlook that. It's just not fair to those people that were involved in that match. All right, time to shock everybody. Hit me. My best match of 2019 thus far. I'm, I really want to know. It's Asuka and Becky Lynch from the Royal Rumble. <laughs> what? I'm done. And here's why. As J-Man leaves the room and does the... Okay, I guess he wants to hear my explanation. Okay. I was there live. Okay. As was I. So now, here's what I will tell you. I knew that these two could put together a great match. I knew they could. I, however, did not expect catch-as-catch-can wrestling. I did not expect a absolute clinic when it comes to reversals, pacing, timing, Asuka working heel in the match, which is unheard of. Yeah, she worked heel in that match. Go watch. Because Becky Lynch was the uber babyface, which, by the way, we ended the night with Becky Lynch winning the Royal Rumble. So, we saw the lowest of lows with the Becky Lynch character. She fought her way back up, and look where she is today. And it all started with Asuka just beating her clean in the middle of the ring back when Asuka was still a big freaking deal in this company. Becky tapped. Becky, Becky tapped. tapped out to Asuka. Okay? Go watch the match. Tell me that this match does not have everything I just said in it. I know that there are a ton of good matches, and there are a ton of matches that everybody loves. Mm -hmm. And I looked up and down. I listened all around. Nobody mentioned this match. You want to know why? Because it's overshadowed by a bunch of other really good stuff on that show. Much like... Daniel Bryan and AJ Styles were completely overshadowed on that show, but as an actual wrestling contest, okay? I go back to when I said I loved Kurt Angle and Drew McIntyre on a Raw. Mm -hmm. Why? I don't know, because it had the psychology of Drew McIntyre just slowly, methodically thinking Kurt Angle's got a chance, but then he beats him down. Then he slowly has him coming into his own stretch there. Then he beats him down. And then eventually he just says, I'm done playing with my food. I'm going to pin you. Mm -hmm. In Asuka's case, she went, oh, well, Becky Lynch thinks she's just the biggest thing in the world right now, even though she wasn't at the time. But she thinks she's the biggest thing in the world. I'm going to prove to everybody that I'm just going to beat her in a wrestling match and prove to everybody that I'm the best. 
And that was the storyline of I'm, we're going to wrestle for a title and they're not going to be any gimmicks. There's not going to be any fun things. We're just going to have a good old fashioned. I'm going to pin your shoulders to the mat for a three count. And she didn't. She made her she made her tap out. Which and is then even better. she said, "Oh no, I know what I'm going to do. Your finisher's the disarmer. I'm going to put you in my finisher, and you're going to tap." And guess what? Everybody's like, "Oh my gosh, Becky lost. What are we going to do?" She's not in the Rumble match. Everybody's going to lose their mind. They're going to screw up the Women's Royal Rumble. They're going to have Charlotte win. We're going to get Charlotte and Ronda at WrestleMania. And then it paid off. So because of the match, because it kick-started everything else, it gets us to where we are now, even though she's lost in a tag team and being managed by Paige for no reason. Which, by the way, she hasn't even shown up. They haven't even shown up, Ross. They haven't done anything. They haven't done anything. They haven't. She was gone for five weeks after the Rumble with the with the title. She was gone with the title for five weeks. I hate this creative team. Uh, let me tell you something. If this would have main evented WrestleMania 35, we'd be having a different story. But, uh, actually, <laughs> had we gotten Becky and Ronda and the rematch between Charlotte and Asuka, now we're talking. Now we're talking. So... For everything I just said, your number one match of 2019. Not mine, yours, but yeah, no, I get you. Is Asuka versus Becky Lynch hey, brother, from the good Royal Rumble. Shout. Good shout. I love it. I'm not going to sit here and say, well, you pick a stupid, bro. No, bro. What are you doing, bro? That's terrible. What kind man. of accent you got over there? I don't know, man. I don't know. Just, it's, what is it? What time is it? It's 11.35. I'm tired. That's just an accent have, that I do. We have, we have one more to do here. <laughs> yeah. By the so, way, that's not that's me saying that I'm tired just because I've had a long day, not because I want to leave. So just like as a clarify. quick recap, uh, my midseason awards, female superstar Shayna Baszler, male superstar Daniel Bryan, pay-per-view of the year, Royal Rumble, NXT match of the year goes to Cole and Gargano from NXT TakeOver 25, and my WWE match of the year is Asuka and Becky Lynch from the Royal Rumble. And my top female superstar of the year so far is Becky Lynch. Top male superstar is her boyfriend, Seth Rollins. Um, top pay-per-view, NXT TakeOver 25. NXT t- match of the year, Gargano and Cole at TakeOver 25. And top WWE match so far, the Money in the Bank ladder match uh, between Brock Lesnar, Ali, um, Drew McIntyre, Baron Corbin, Randy Orton, Finn Balor, and Andrade. And All right. Ricochet. Sorry. All right. So uh, we did curtail this to current people on the WWE roster. Yes. For most extreme superstars, because we have an extreme pay per view coming up uh, a week from Sunday. Yep. Yes. An extreme rules pay per view, which we will have a preview and prediction show next week. That's correct. So, hence, we're getting our top fives in now because we have our big show next week for preview and predictions because we like these intermediate shows where we get to do our three counts, or we get to do this kind of special show that we're bringing to you again. Again, this is part three. There are two other parts to listen before this, and then we are ending this part three with this top five and then signing off. So it is my turn to go first. Again, there are going to be some people on this list. You're like, they're not extreme because I haven't seen them in all these matches, blah, blah, blah. Okay. Look, here's what I'll tell you. I have a very strong feeling we're going to have mostly the same list. But that's okay. 
Yeah. Because I curtailed it to be current people in WWE. So, number five on my list, and it's mostly because of one of my favorite NXT matches of all time. And if they ever decide to do more Extreme Rules matches involving this guy, Mm -hmm. they'll be great. Absolutely. Aleister Black. Get in there, son. Now, he's doing this spooky promo backstage about wanting somebody to open the door and fight him and all this other stuff. And I would love for him to, you know, just be in an Extreme Rules match because he's got all the talent as a wrestler. And by the way, he's already proven that with Adam Cole, they can have a weapons match. And it'd be absolutely amazing. People can be chanting ECW, and there's much more to come, even though I don't want him to be saddled with just being that type of guy. He's capable of it. Please put him in a match like this. It will be great. I'm putting him on the list. Aleister Black. Good shout. Good shout. Um, Listen, I'm not stupid. I'm going to go ahead and call it like I see it. Brock Lesnar is my number five most extreme superstar on the current WWE roster right now. You don't... Uh, Brock Lesnar is already the most physical man in WWE today. Period. Bar none. There's nobody else that's more physical than him. That's, I mean, that's just the truth. You give this man a chair, or you went, ahead, you go ahead and let this man drive somebody else through a table. The way that he does it, he does it with such force, with such real realism. It hurts you seeing him do that to the other human being. Case in point, his Extreme Rules match with John Cena in 2012. His No Holds Barred match with CM Punk at SummerSlam 2013. Yes, we can all complain about the WrestleMania 32 No Holds Barred match with Dean Ambrose and say that that was complete garbage. You're absolutely correct. But then I remind you, how about you watch the No Holds Barred match with The Undertaker at SummerSlam in 2015. Watch the two Hell in a Cell matches with The Undertaker. Watch... Um, Hell, there, his no-holds-barred match with Triple H at WrestleMania 29 was actually decent. It was just kind of a slower, methodical match because that's how Triple H wrestles nowadays. You don't play around with Brock Lesnar by when you give him weapons or when you give him the ability to go ahead and destroy somebody through a table. Um, oh, case in point, go ahead and look at the Fatal 4-Way with the, uh, at SummerSlam 2017 with Strowman and with Joe and with Roman. That match was dope. Brock Lesnar... At his age of 40, 41, can still go when properly motivated. And when you allow the rules to completely be shattered, Brock Lesnar is the first person to take advantage of that. And that's why I think he's number five on my list. Number four. Again, a lot of these guys for me are going to be the older competitors because they were allowed to actually do a lot more in their history of having extreme matches. When you think of a career-defining match that was basically extreme rules against one of the uh, Mount Rushmores of extreme hardcore wrestling. Get in there, son. My number four is Randall Keith Orton. Yeah, love it. Now, he's been in more matches than just the match with McFoley that pretty much helped define the younger part of his career along with other things. cell match with The Undertaker is. <laughs> yes. And just... Look, you put Orton in a situation, he's he's just the consummate pro when it comes to in the ring. Say what you want about him personally, but I mean, I have I have respect for him just based on the fact of a couple of guys that he's put over clean and these were not extreme matches. But just he 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 can make any wrestling match good when he cares. When when there's when there's something on the line for him. 
as a performer. Not necessarily belts or prestige or anything like that, but just him personally. Uh, when you put him in that situation of an extreme type of competitor, I put Randy Orton in that mix. That's why he's number four. Good shout. Not even going to lie to you. My number four is one of the most high-profile superstars on the roster or in any roster in the world at the moment, and that is Alan Jones, AJ Styles. Listen, we have seen AJ Styles have an absolute slobber knocker of a classic with Roman Reigns at Extreme Rules three years ago. You and I discussed that. That's the best Extreme Rules match ever. Period. And it's probably Roman Reigns' best ever match. And it's probably in Seth and AJ Styles' top five matches in WWE. Hell, even in his career in that spans all over the place. It's really that that good. Um, then you have seen him get physical with Samoa Joe. You have seen him get physical um, with... Who else? Who who is he at? Oh, him and Cena got incredibly physical in their triple threat with Dean Ambrose. Him and oh my God, how can you forget the TLC match with Dean Ambrose at TLC in 2016? Ah, it was that good. Like you saw Dean Ambrose superplex him or suplex him inside out, and he went through chairs. Then you saw him 450 splash Dean Ambrose through a table on the outside. I can't stress this enough. AJ Styles is not only the best wrestler on the planet, but when push comes to shove, the man will get in your face and hit you with chairs and put you through tables, and you will like it. Number three on my list. You can't see him. John Cena. And yes, I know a lot of these guys are in a time where blood was allowed and certain types of chair shots were allowed, and just violence. Uh, again, I'm not saying that chair shots to the head are the only thing that make it extreme. I'm saying it was Cody. A it was a different time period. Yeah. You were allowed to do more things. You were allowed to get more physical because the style was you could make it look more violent. Plus, right. John Cena's been in so many matches where he's either been bloodied or a bunch of stuff has been broken mm -hmm. or there's just chaos and just everything's just scattered everywhere. I mean, he's had he's had feuds with just about everybody where stuff's gotten broken, yeah. or he's gotten broken, I mean, or his competitors his gotten broken. His match with JBL is just something to behold, yeah. isn't it? But I mean, just just in general, I mean, John Cena can pretty much do it all, and he's why he's number three on my list. Fair enough. You know, Rain, I love your picks of of Orton and Cena. I chose not to include them because. They basically haven't really been doing a lot of full-time stuff, especially John Cena over the past year or so. So that's the reason why, but I'll give credit where credit is due. Cena and Orton are two of the goats when it comes to extreme rules or just no-holds-barred matches as a whole. Um, you know who's one guy who's really starting to cement himself in that category is Roman Reigns, and he is my number three on this list. Roman Reigns, again, back to the AJ Styles match at Extreme Rules. The last man standing match that he had with the Big Show. Uh, his ambulance match with Braun Strowman, get in there, come on, how great was that match? Um, Hell in a Cell match with with Bray Wyatt, ha, oh, so good. Um, his no-holds-barred matches with anybody and everybody who he's w who's willing to get physical with him. Roman Reigns can go with anybody in the ring, especially, he's he is that guy that can work well with guys that are as big or bigger than him. It's actually quite surprising, and I love that about him. And uh, he's willing to sell, too. I mean, how many times have you discussed Braun Strowman throwing a chair directly at his face? Come on, man. Roman Reigns is my number three top 
extreme superstar of this current roster at the moment. All right. Now, I realize what you're going to say, because this may be technically cheating, but they are on the roster, and they have wrestled. Okay. My number two on my list, ya boy, Triple H. Yeah, get in there, Ross. Ya boy, Triple H. Look, um, again, another guy who had a hardcore match with McFoley and helped define his career. Yeah, that street fight is classic. The Hell in a Cell match the month later is classic. Um, again, another guy that I can constantly tell you has been in several matches over the years in which he's been broken, someone's been broken, yeah. things break around him because they're physical, slow, methodical matches. And when I mean slow, I don't mean bad. I just mean that's how they are. Yeah, I mean, him Plus, and, also, him he's and the been other killing team. people with sledgehammers for most of his career. Yes, he has. I don't know how much hardcore you want or extreme you want than that. I'm pretty sure he went ahead and nailed the big show in the back of the head with the sledgehammer. He did. He did. He, I he, thought he killed he, him. Uh, he fell onto a mound of dirt after that. Ah. Yes. Good, start, good times. Then he, then he was shoveling dirt on top of, uh, I forget who it was. Was it Austin, Rock, Taker, Kane? Doesn't matter. There's somebody. He was burying somebody with There's the golden somebody. shovel. It was hilarious, though, because it was Triple H, like, shoveling instead of, you know, scooping and then dumping. It was just... <laughs> <laughs> think, of, think, of, think of the uh, image of Triple H. Instead of with a broom curling, it would be with a shovel. would <laughs> be like, I got to slow this down. I got to get some funny. dirt in here. That's good stuff. Triple H, my number two, and you're going to absolutely hate my number one, and I don't care. Okay, fair enough. Well, my number two is... Um, this isn't a cop-out, but... At the same time, okay, fine. I'm just gonna say Shane McMahon, Shane McMahon, Shane McMahon, <sighs> Shane McMahon. I had Kevin Owens and I switched it to Shane McMahon. I mean, when you think of hardcore, when you think of extreme, when you think of no holds barred, this is what he does best. It's what he does best. That's when he thrives. He doesn't thrive in a regular wrestling match because he's not a wrestler. But you put everything else around him, he can make it work. Coast to coast with trash cans. Putting people through tables. Selling for everybody and their mother. I mean, do I have to go back to the Kurt Angle at King of the Ring match? He went through glass three times. He broke his neck almost three separate times. Shane McMahon. Shane, the best in the world, McMahon is my number two most extreme superstar on the current roster today, and I hate myself for it. The most extreme wrestler currently on the WWE roster. Best in the world! Shane McMahon! so happy that you and I are on the same let me tell you something folks if you want to look back at a guy that has put his body on the line every time he's asked to 50 foot drop which by the way we've already seen it twice this year yeah with the Miz and the Miz <laughs> not to mention he took a super kick in midair from Jimmy Uso and he took a spear in midair from Roman Reigns back in Surv at Survivor Series in 2016 yes you want to talk about extreme, you want to talk about risk-taking, you want to talk about violence. Shane McMahon is the epitome of it. Dalla dalla, dalla dalla, 
Shane McMahon is my number one on my list of most extreme wrestlers in WWE today. Wow. I didn't expect that from you. I don't think you expected me to put him at number two. No. It's awesome. Um, well, here's my number one. I thought one. I was going to catch you off guard by putting him on the list at all. <laughs> here's my number one. I'm actually quite surprised you didn't put him on your list at all. I'm. I, I, I. Please explain to me how you don't have Braun Strowman on your list because he's my number one. Braun Strowman is the most extreme superstar on the roster at this current moment because of, I mean, look at Monday night. Look at the ambulance match with Roman Reigns. Look at the last man standing match that he had with Roman Reigns. Look at uh, how he kills people. Rome, I mean, Braun Strowman has committed murder on on international television for the past four years. Nobody's called him out on it. You know what it is? You can't take him seriously? Because he's been booked to an absolute oblivion? I, okay, now... I understand that he also like pulled down a whole rack of stuff on Brock Lesnar and like he's done feats of strength and the truck thing. It's because and it's not in an actual match. It's okay. It like I laugh at the fact that he, you know, hurls a chair at Roman Reigns. It's still one of my favorite spots ever. By the way, it was part of his Titan Tron for a long time. I laughed every single time. <laughs> just like in the middle of a song, just bust out laughing because I love his theme. It's actually my ringtone. Yes, it is. But there's just something where I need to just see him do more of it. Because I need to see Braun Strowman, like, run through people. Well, he has. I mean, he put Brock Lesnar through through excuse me through two separate announce tables uh, in their fatal four-way match. And what does he have to show for it? Uh, that's on, that's on, Vince, that's on Vince and the booking team. So, I respect. I totally respect it. I think for me, I probably just went old school in what I've seen yeah, yeah, with yeah. matches Well, and I stuff love like your that. Cena, Randy Orton, and Triple H picks. I mm-hmm. love that. I'm glad that you were completely honest with yourself. Yeah, yeah. I was, and I still am. Yeah. And by the way, your pick of number one, love it, and, they, and, and it has the potential to be even better. Yes, it does. Because Braun Strowman has the potential to be the best. He really does. So please book him to be the champion. I'm tired of yelling. <laughs> oh, my gosh. We have gone through a show. This, is, this has been this has been a marathon show, everybody. It's it really in three has. parts. I know that uh, the J-Man needs to get home. I need to get home. I've got we, too much to do. I mean, I need to go to bed. I, I, I'm <laughs> so happy that the, we have the day off tomorrow. By the way, it is Wednesday night, the day before it's almost, America's birthday. It's almost 4th of July. By the way, for those of you uh, out there that are either traveling right now or even if you're at home and getting ready for a party tomorrow or this weekend or anything like that, please be safe. Show. Please be responsible. Show. Uh, we will be on this show. That's the plan. Um, that is the plan. Um, I know myself, I will be traveling for part of it. Yeah. Uh, I don't know if you're doing any traveling or just I'm hanging around here. I'm traveling six minutes down the road to my sister-in-law's house. Okay. So even then, yeah. be safe. There's Absolutely. there's crazy people out on the road. Um, this has been, again, this has been quite the show. Uh, we do have a preview and prediction show for our next pay-per-view, that being Extreme Rules. That will be next week. Um, if there's anything that comes out of Slammiversary this weekend, we will discuss it next weekend. We'll be sure to uh, do some mentions. Perhaps we'll have some new champions coming Maybe. out next you week. Never know. So we'll have that in our news section, but it will be a preview and prediction show. And then, of course, uh, we'll have our post show after that, as we're going to be, or at least the plan is, for us to do Extreme Rules together. Yeah. We'll see how that goes. So, was there something else you needed to add? 
No, just one more plug. Double Turn Podcast on Instagram. Ross the Real Boss 85 on Instagram. The one and only J Man 19 on Instagram. Ross, uh, I'm sorry, Boss Ross TDT on Twitter. Yes. Um, you, yeah, go ahead and check us out on whatever platforms you so choose. Um, we're just not available on iTunes yet, but hopefully that'll go ahead and change. And we'll be uh, we'll be posting hopefully tomorrow. Yes, definitely. Of course, you, of course uh, that, that'll be today or whenever we post this, you will have it. So, again, it will be in three parts. So, until then, for the J-Man, this has been Boss Ross for the Double Turn Podcast. We will catch you on the flip side. Happy Independence Day, everybody. Thank you.